Support for Under the Radar comes from Wellwithall. Wellwithall believes that self-care is community care. Premium products crafted for your daily wellness, from sleep support to heart health to your daily regimen. 20% of Wellwithall's profits are committed to leading the fight for health equity. They won't stop until it is truly Wellwithall. I'm Callie Crossley, and this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. And now for the part of the show we call Lanya. That's Creole for something extra. Here's startling food for thought. Nearly 40% of all food in America is wasted. The U.S. nonprofit Feeding America says it totals to 130 billion meals and over 408 billion in food thrown away every year. You may have heard of the nonprofits which collect surplus food from large commercial enterprises like big restaurants and grocery stores, food that helps to stock food pantries and food banks. But on a non-commercial level, with mom-and-pop convenience stores and smaller restaurants, there has not been an easy way to collect food waste. Too Good To Go is an app that connects consumers with surplus food from local eateries that would otherwise be tossed and sells it at a steeply discounted price. The app launched in Boston at the start of the pandemic with a mission to reduce food waste and improve sustainability. Joining me now, Claire Oliverson, U.S. Head of Marketing for Too Good To Go. Welcome, Claire. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. And Ben Schaefer, Project Manager of Retail Initiatives and Operations at Pete's Coffee. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Uh, Well, I'm glad to have both of you. I'm excited to have this conversation. Let's just, Claire, go over the process of how one would get on the app and then go from there to actually get product from Too Good to Go. Absolutely. You know, unfortunately, food waste globally contributes to 10% of greenhouse gas emissions. So food waste for a country would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases after the U.S. and China. Our founders really wanted to come up with an easy, positive, and simple way to fight this really, you know, large and seemingly daunting problem. So all you do is go to the App Store, iOS or Android, download the app for free, and you can just start browsing restaurants in your area. Uh, Find a partner you think looks interesting, and what you'll do is reserve a surprise bag which that partner will then give you whatever they have that surplus that day. So, you know, the same food you'd get 15 minutes before closing in a bag for a third of the price. So, Ben, if that happened at the end of the day at Pete's, what might somebody get in a surprise bag? Absolutely. We have a couple of bags available at Pete's. We have a pastry bag, which is a combination of four different pastries that are assorted. And to Claire's point, they are the surplus items. So it could be two muffins, a croissant, and a a slice of bread. Another option could be a pound of coffee or um, two different half pounds of coffee, both sold at a third of the retail price. So to both of you, I think there's been a wholesale shift in how we think about how long food is good. And I'm using air quotes around good. There are people that used to read the expiration date on the back of any product and say, oh, well, I've I've gotten here now, so I got to throw it out. And it turns out that's just kind of a suggestion. We We who didn't know that for a long time and that that food, those products, those food products are actually good for far longer than that, Claire. 
this difference between best buy and used buy. You know, I think as consumers, most of the time, we really don't know that best buy oftentimes is just, you know, a good guess, but sometimes it actually, it, it is, it does mean something. And so it's quite confusing, I think, to navigate as a consumer. Um, so first of all, we always say, look, smell, taste before you waste. So, you know, use your senses. I think that's really specific to, to consumer packaged products. But just like you said, you know, for a croissant or a lot of, you know, the bread products out there, you want as a business to be giving someone the freshest item that day. But oftentimes, you know, I'll buy a whole loaf of bread and I'll freeze half of it. Um, and if you just take it out slice by slice and you toast it, it tastes just as good. It's just as nutritious. And so there's a lot we can do here to really get the most out of our food. And then a lot of the partners we work with, like I said, their food is perfectly good and it's the same you'd get 15 minutes before closing. They just need to make room for the next day. Yes. And so the same question to you, Ben, because yeah. I really want to talk about that shift, that sort of mental shift and, and larger understanding about, you know, the viability of food. Absolutely. Um, so I think to Claire's point, you know, we are making room for the next day. We do have fresh pastry delivery daily. So these items that qualify for us to sell, you know, in the, the too good to go surprise bag, they are picked up, you know, same day uh, towards the end of the day, the last hour of business and the customer is welcome to consume them that day, but they, they can also take them out and they can take them home and freeze them or enjoy them the next morning. Um, we've had some extensive kind of research done within our internal QA department and have really focused on the reduction of waste, focus on improving um, this great quality that pizza is known for and delivering that great product to any and all of our customers, both internal to Pete's and external through the Too Good To Go app. So the point I'm making here is that this is a, a little piece of the zero waste movement. You're not zero waste exactly, but you're greatly reduced waste. And that's the point. And that there has been both an interest in that zero waste. How do we get there with everything, but particularly with food and with a kind of general shift about how we think about what before might not have been something we thought to be viable. So here's an example of it. This is Chef Max Lamana. He's author of More Plants, Less Waste, and he's beginning to prep a breakfast scramble. Now this is a zero waste recipe. I know this isn't accessible for everyone, so just do your best. And remember, please, don't waste your food. This is important. If you have leftovers, keep them in an airtight container, roll them over into another meal, or reheat and serve again tomorrow. All right, to begin, preheat your oven to 200 degrees Celsius or 400 degrees Fahrenheit and slice your potatoes in half. Place them in a bowl next to you. You can cut these smaller if you like, and I'm also keeping the skins on these potatoes. No waste. So I think that that's a part of the general sort of uh, shift in the way Americans think about their food. It's, to me, part part and parcel of farm to table, for example. We start to think about where does it come from? How, do, how much do we use? What happens to what's left over? And that then trickles down to what happens at the end of the day with so many retail properties who sell food products like you do, Ben, at Pete's. Mm -hmm. So how have your customers, the ones who are now using the app, how have they enjoyed using the app? We have received nothing but positive remarks um, throughout our expansion of 
too good to go. For a little bit of context, we tested in our DC market in middle to end of 2021. Our DC market was very quick to adopt. It's very simple and easy from Claire's perspective to for the consumer to pick up the bags, but operationally, it's very simple and easy for the employees to kind of manage and lead through offering these surprise bags as well. So it is very seamless and the customers have responded very, very positively in Boston, in any of the other markets that we've also kind of expanded to over the course of the last few months. We're in 80 coffee bars currently and have a very, very positive response rate and and general interest in what Too Good To Go offers, what Too Good To Go is doing, and our partnership um, really being committed to that sustainability um, and focused on reduction of food waste. So, Claire, how many pizza or restaurants or other mom and pop convenience stores, whatever, have you signed up in Boston? The last number I saw was 200, but you may have more now. Yeah, so we work with about 250 partners today in the Boston area, um, you know, including obviously Pete's as well as Auto, uh, Dirty Water Dough Company, Kava, you know, and if you are a potential partner food business and you're listening to this, if you go to toogoodtogo.com, um, you can just give us a little bit of information and we would be happy to, to get you on board as well. And there's no cost to the restaurant, to the business, just to underscore that. Right. Absolutely. There's no cost. Um, we try to make sure that every partner that works with us only ever receives a check and make it as easy as Ben was saying to throw this food into surprise bags as it would have been throw it away at the end of the day. Okay. So here's how you do it. You look, put the app on, download the app, which I did, and then you can pick out what restaurant or convenience store might be participating. But for me, I wanted to stay close to home. I live in Cambridge. So I found several places in Cambridge. I thought I might want to try. And I ended up at a kind of a convenience market. And again, most of the people are going to be ready with what is their surplus at the end of the day. So I went about 930 to pick it up. I got in and the clerk on duty did not know what I was talking about, but he called his manager and the manager just walked him through it. And so I got two egg salad sandwiches. And you know how sometimes when those prepared sandwiches, that bread can be hard at the end of the day? Nope. It was all very soft and fluffy. And he (laughs) put an orange in there. It was a perfectly fine orange. It was nowhere near, you know, expiring or curled up. So, and they were big sandwiches. I thought that was a a great deal. So many people would enjoy having that. Um, And I'm not the only one. You said that you have 250 places here in Boston, in New York, which was the first place you came from your European locations to set up shop. Here's a YouTuber from Money Minds speaking about her Too Good To Go haul from a New York City bakery, Red Gate Bakery. I'm going to go ahead and open it up and see what's inside. All right, so this looks like, and I looked at their menu, so this looks like their coconut pineapple bread, and it looks like a slice. Then there's a cookie, and then they have a brownie. So these brownies, I think, are also $4. So here we have it. For $4, I was able to get a brownie, a cookie, and a little piece of bread. That would have cost me $13 normally and I got for four. So a good amount of savings there and I'm doing a great cause or else these would have just gone to the trash. And and now they can go to me and my roommates. (laughs) I thought that was a a, a great clip uh, from somebody who's obviously a satisfied customer. So there's win, win, win on all fronts with this. Has it been pretty easy, Claire, to get consumers on board after they sort of 
get what the point is. Yeah, that's really the biggest hurdle, I think, actually, is just to explain who we are and what we do. If you think about that food waste and really trying to reduce food waste, is just starting to enter more of our cultural consciousness um, in, in our kind of modern days of abundance, then I think, you know, you start to be able to, to bridge that gap and understand, oh, too good to go. Okay, I understand that, you know, there's this surplus that most partners have and most restaurants have um, that can be picked up. Once you get there, then yeah, I think the, the app is, um, everyone gets it and, and they get pretty excited about it. And I wanted to point out that you all came to Boston specifically as your second stop in the United States because of the student population, um, as well as just a general public understanding of these issues we're talking about, sustainability and food waste. Absolutely. Boston has been always very high on our list because, you know, like you said, the sustainability mindset and I think the desire to see, you know, what is that kind of win-win-win in the world of helping the planet, helping local businesses and, you know, getting great food for a third of the price. Um, we've always felt like the Boston mentality is really in line with that. And we've seen a great response. So that community actually has already saved over 64,000 meals since we launched, which is the carbon equivalent to over 31 flights around the world. And we're just getting started. And that this is the what consumers can do, individual consumers can do as part of this general movement. But something else, Ben, that I thought was interesting, you told a story to my producer about one customer coming in to pick up a bag and really being quite emotional about what the contents of the bag meant to him. Can you tell that story? Yeah, absolutely. It just shows and it, it proves what Too Good To Go's work is doing, not only from a, a global perspective, but how it can really impact the, the individual in the household. Um, so this was it happened in our in our test market um, in our D.C. area where um, our district leader was in a coffee bar and the customer was there to pick up their surprise bag and met with the district leader, spoke to him and started tearing up and was in tears talking about how much not only too good to go, but this opportunity meant for them because it was a treat that they were able to provide for their kids for breakfast the next morning. So it gained a lot of accessibility to different products that this family may not have necessarily been able to afford or have access to. So I think not only is it kind of the, the big positive around the sustainability, but I think it's also a huge positive around accessibility to different products and treating themselves to a Pete's pastry in the morning, which is maybe something that they aren't able to do on a, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it was very moving. It was very wonderful. And it, it has sat with me. Um, and it's not the only one we hear it time and time again at, at other locations in Boston and in any of our coffee bars, you know, there's positive interactions between every experience with Too Good To Go and our employees. It, it feels great not throwing away product. It also feels great giving it to someone that's going to be able to consume it and put it to use. And again, for people saying, well, why'd you have to throw it away in the first place? There were real reasons. You have to have some something to do with the excess food. That's, that's not something you can just automatically take care of. Explain to people why you know, you're sort of caught between a rock and a hard place if there were nothing like this program and others that are trying to rescue food and, and redistribute it or provide it for individuals. 
Absolutely. I mean, Pete's really focuses on this pursuit of better, and we pride ourselves on having pastries delivered to our coffee bars daily. We try to mitigate as much risk as we can at the coffee bar level, but with traffic patterns and things change, you know, there's so many things, weather in Boston specifically can change what the traffic patterns look like. So although we try to do our best to manage it, there's always going to be this assumed waste at the end of the day that too good to to go really helps us mitigate and helps us cover ourselves when an error or when some type of unexpected change happens. Um, Claire, now you were, my last count, you were in 15 European countries. You're expanding to Philadelphia, or maybe you're already expanded and you're still moving to other cities. Where are you going next? Yeah, so uh, we are currently in 17 countries. Oh, okay. uh, the U.S. was the 15th, I think, to launch. Now, actually, we're in 12 U.S. cities. Um, so Boston was the second. We then went very quickly to the West Coast, you know, San Francisco, Seattle, Portland. And we're also in Chicago, Austin. And if you can tell by how quickly that list is going and, you know, the fact we've only been around for under a year and a half in the U.S., we're really looking to expand as quickly as we can. And, and for us, you know, we're a B Corp, similar to, you know, Patagonia, Ben and Jerry's, we're really mission driven to save meals. And so making this solution as accessible as possible, as Dan was just mentioning, is really our goal. Um, so hopefully you will see us in many more cities soon, especially in the New England area. We're already in Providence, Rhode Island, and hope to be in, in most of the major cities before too long. So in closing, Claire, I'd ask you to channel the founders of Too Good To Go. They had a mission. You've explained the mission. But what does it feel like for them to see what's happening, that they actually can now quantify a lot of food not being wasted, which was their goal? It's, it's honestly tremendous. I mean, it's one of those things where we all get into Too Good To Go because we have so much heart for it. Um, it's definitely a, a passion project. And now, you know, globally, we actually save two meals per second, which daily equates to about 200,000 meals worldwide. The carbon impact of that is immense. The social impact of that is immense. And I think this is a, really a admission that has gone beyond the wildest dreams of our founders. And I think really now it's, it's become a movement. One really fun thing I wanted to share is, you know, we see Too Good To Go really spread through word of mouth. And it's absolutely taken off on TikTok. Um, there are some great videos out there. And I think you know, it's it's uh, folks who are really focused on the planetary impact and the social impact who I think are going to help make this a real national accessible product. Well, I discovered that one of my favorite places in Cambridge is part of the program, so I'm swinging by there tonight. I reserved my bag. <laughs> so uh, you've got me. Um, I'm very impressed by this, and um, I'm so happy to have had a conversation with both of you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kelly. Claire Oliverson is the U.S. Head of Marketing for Too Good To Go. Ben Schaefer is the Project Manager of Retail Initiatives and Operations at Pete's Coffee. That's it for this week's edition of Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. Listen to us online at GBH News or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date with our programming. 
Under the Radar with Callie Crossley is a production of GBH, produced by Hannah Ubeli and engineered by Dave Goodman. Our theme music is Fish and Chips by We Are Two Saxies, Grace Kelly and Leo P. Listen again on Thursday and see you here at 6 p.m. next Sunday for a new episode. I'm Callie Crossley. Thanks for listening. <laughs>